Hello beautiful, welcome to the Color Resale Podcast episode number two, Crafting Your Boss Babe Elevator Pitch. I am so excited about this one. There are so many nuanced elements and ideas and steps to curating the perfect sentences that describe what you do in a way that's exciting, that's explanatory, but also builds you up to be the most beautiful and iconic boss babe that you already are. Hustle mentality is alive and well amongst boss babes, but so is burnout. What if we shifted our habits, found clarity, honed in our passion, and approached our work-life balance holistically? I'm your host, Coco, entrepreneur, mama, spicy food lover, and owner of Color Resale. Check in every week as I share questions and actionable steps so that our life and business can thrive. There are so many situations in life where I get home from a social interaction and I think, oh, I should have said that to this. Or, oh, why didn't I think of that, right? There are very few chances in life to have something already planned in your back pocket that you can whip out in those situations. My name is Coco. I'm a fashion reseller and owner of Color Resale. Uh, Being a fashion and decor reseller is something that's pretty hard to explain. The quickest way is to say that I go out sourcing, which is gathering items. I clean them up, I restore them if need be, and then I sell them for profit. Uh, That's not the most exciting way of explaining it. A lot of the time garners a response that I do not appreciate, which is, oh, so you just shop? What do you actually do? What's your actual job? Uh, What I realized is I'm actually inviting that kind of response. For the first few months of color resale, that's how I explained my job, right? I say, oh, uh, I I thrift for profit. There's nothing exciting about that. It doesn't really explain much. Uh, There's so much more to it. There's so many more elements to it, right? But I didn't want to be long-winded. I didn't really want to open up conversations. I just wanted to move on to the next thing. After I got that response enough times though, I started feeling really bad about myself. Oh my goodness, am I really just shopping? Is that really what I'm going to be known for? Is that really going to be my legacy? Just a, a, a cute brown girl that likes to shop. No, 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 no. That's not going to be my narrative. That's not going to be my life story because there's so much more to color resale. So I had to figure out a way to bring that into conversations in a way that was late, that was succinct, most importantly made me feel so joyful at the end of it and proud because I deserve it. I work hard enough, we all do, we deserve to present ourselves in the best light because if we don't do it, no one's gonna do it for us, right? No one's gonna build us up the way that we can build ourselves up and there's no shame in that game. It's not prideful, it's not um, any kind of negative thing, it's factual. We are amazing entrepreneurial women and we deserve to be talked about that way and it starts with ourselves right so that's kind of my story behind it for a few months after explaining it that way I did explain that I was a small business owner uh, but I said it in a way that really didn't invite conversation because that was always my intention to to just say what I what I was doing and move on to the next thing I didn't really want to invite people to have opinions I didn't really want to invite people into that part of my life but saying that you own a small business, saying that you're an entrepreneur does open up so many questions. So we're going to jump into it. I'm going to explain some of the steps uh, 
that it takes some of the things that we should think about like always in these episodes are meant to get you moving and thinking and grooving through life so i am going to include a free downloadable pdf that you can find in the show notes or better yet you can visit colorresell.com under the podcast tab there are all my downloadables they are free to use they are fun they're accessible uh they'll really get you going i know a lot of you are multitasking while you're listening to this uh you're driving you're working you're doing all this other good stuff uh so please feel free to do it after feel free to listen to this episode uh, more than once if need be um let's dive right on in step one and, and and this is probably not the advice that you'll hear from most people but it's number one for a reason because i think it's that important which is before you craft your elevator pitch think about how you want to feel right when I told people that I thrifted for money that did not make me feel good that made me feel small that made me feel like I didn't have a lot of skill sets that made me feel like my my business wasn't as deep and profound and meaningful as it is for me right so it made me feel really small which is something that I feel like a lot of women feel and um, it's it's done, right? We don't need to be feeling small anymore, right? We are powerful. We are we own our own business. That takes a lot of moxie, right? That takes a lot of strength. Uh, and I think that a good elevator pitch should uh, have that come across very easily. And not only come across for the person listening to it, but almost treat it, almost treat your elevator pitch like a mantra that every time you say it, you believe it more and more, right? That you're just um, hyping yourself up, right? So for me, I at the end of uh, my elevator pitch, I wanted to feel positive. I wanted to feel good feelings. I wanted to feel proud. And I wanted to feel... Uh, excited about going back to work, right? I wanted to feel like after I said my elevator pitch, I'm like, oh my goodness, now I just want to go back to work, right? Like this, this just fired me up in all the ways. So that's how I want to feel after my elevator pitch. I think it's a good idea to ask yourself how you want to feel. Number two, it's there's key points to get across. I'll explain later, there's different pitches in different um, situations that are more appropriate than others, but no matter where you pitch it, no matter who you pitch it to, you do want to be brief and you do want to be clear, right? Crystal clear on what um, you want to get across. So writing down, jotting down some points are really important, right? So for me, it was really important for me to talk about the sisterhood of resellers that I am cultivating on Instagram because that's a huge part of my business model, right? I am um, trying to lift up other entrepreneurs, specifically female resellers. Uh, it's important to me to explain that I'm uh, that I am selling things, that I do work with fashion, I do work with decor. It's important for me to talk about how much I love my job in the pitch. Uh, it's important for me to explain to people that I build it so that I can be at home with my toddler that's something that I'm really proud of right that society did not give me maternity leave that I didn't get handouts so instead of just laying down and taking it and uh, letting you know the situation become a negative one I was able to you know it, it's, it is a privileged thing but I was able to uh, fight for 
um, the right to stay home with my baby, which again is so privileged. And I get that not everyone has that opportunity. Um, but you know, that opportunity was not given to me. I really did have to fight for it and we did have to, you know, hunker down. So all of those aspects are really important for me to include in my pitch. But again, I don't want to ramble on for 20, 30 minutes and probably neither do you. It, and, and neither does the person listening, right? Everyone's so busy. And if you notice, people don't really love, uh, people love talking about themselves, right? So the more that you talk about your situation, what you're doing, uh, at some point people are going to check out. You only have people's attention for so long, right? Uh, and it, a lot of the time when people ask, so what, what do you do, right? Which is, which is, by the way, the, the trigger that you'll need to, to you know, execute your, your beautifully crafted elevator pitch. When people ask that, it's kind of like people asking you, how are you doing, right? They don't really want the answer, right? They, they really want to know like, oh, how does my career stand up next to yours, right? So when, when people are like, oh, Coco, how are you doing? And I would say, like, oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, so what do you do for a living? Or what do you do? And then I say, oh, I, I thrift for profit. They go, oh, okay. Well, at least I'm not thrifting for profit, right? <laughs> and that would make me feel horrible, right? So um, people don't really want to hear too much. You do want to keep it succinct, especially if it's someone you don't know too well, especially if it's just a passing conversation. You want to have it be really short, uh, really to the point, really clear. You want to make sure that you're hitting those points that we talked about in the first one, right? We talked about like how you want to feel, the points you want to get across. You really want to, uh, I would start off by just having it be a bullet point list. Don't even think about how it's going to come out, how it's going to flow, but just make sure you're hitting those spots. The next step is you want to highlight what what you're doing that's the benefit, right? If there's a problem that you're solving, if uh, there's something that you're doing that is pretty spectacular, right? You you do want to hit on those those highlights, right? If there's something, it you know, if there's an award you just won, if you're recognized in some kind of way, um, you know, for me, the thing that makes me feel really proud is that I'm able to stay home with my baby while doing, while running this really, you know, successful business. That makes me feel proud. There's nothing that would make me feel more proud than that right it's something that has to genuinely make you feel proud though right not something that you think others will look at you and be like oh wow that's amazing that she did that right but something that fills you with pride because this is different um, than just something that you're writing down this is something that you're saying in person and joy and pride all those emotions really shine through when they're authentic right in those moments when you say it people are like oh wow you know she really feels proud about that right and and then they'll uh, they'll feel that feeling too. And people might forget what the whole elevator pitch, right? They might get so busy and wrapped up in their lives that they might forget what you do. Be like, oh, she does something with fashion or she does something with, I don't really remember what she does, but I do remember how proud and happy she is. Like that woman is really living her best life, right? People uh, tend to remember emotions and the um, the way that you you talked about it, your delivery more than what you're actually saying. So now we're getting towards the end of your elevator pitch. The end is really important, right? You don't want it to be like amazing, 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 and then just end, right? You you want it to have an, a nice ending. You want it to have something that fills you up, right? 
the ending can be really different. It can be a really strong call to action. Like you can give a business card or you can say, oh, let's connect. Or you can say, um, you know, follow me here and here if you want more information. Or you can pull out your phone and show, you know, your art if you're an artist. If you're a restaurateur, you can say like, oh, you know, come on this day, I'm working and, you know, I'll give you a little whatever. Um, you can end it with a call to action, right? or you can have it turn into a conversation. Now, this isn't for everyone. There are many times that I don't want it to be a conversation. I don't really want input. I don't really, you know, if it's passing, if I don't know the person that well, if I'm just getting bad vibes, I don't really want to open up a conversation that's going to make me feel bad, right? The way that you end your elevator pitch will dictate if that turns into a conversation or not. There are ways to end it so that you're really ending it right? Um, a good one is just asking, like, what do you do at the end of it, right? And then that just puts it right back on them. And hopefully, you know, they've listened to this podcast or they've done some soul searching and they've figured out uh, a great elevator pitch that makes them feel good too. And then both of you get to walk away from that situation feeling like, you know, amazing, amazing about yourselves, amazing about each other. Um, wouldn't that be lovely? At this point, you have all your information down. You kind of have uh, a feeling of what you want the elevator pitch to be. You have your bullet points. You know how you're going to end it. But it's not coming together just yet. Um, read over your bullet points out loud. See if there's a different way that you could organize them. See if there's a way that it's flowing naturally. Play around with it, right? Don't be afraid to stand in front of the mirror and practice it a few times. See if there's filler words that you like more than others. Uh, play around with it. Have fun. You know, maybe go out one day. People ask all the time. It's amazing how many times this question comes up, right? You really get a lot of use out of your elevator pitch, believe me, right? So uh, maybe there's a day you can go out and just run your errands, slow down a little bit so people can talk to you, and try out a few different ones. And, and see which one made you feel better. See which one uh, garnered the response that you want. Uh, play around with it. There's, there's no harm in trying different ones out, right? And then that kind of brings me to my next point, which is uh, it's good to have a few different versions. If you're uh, at, like on an actual elevator with someone and you have one stop, that's really different than if you are grabbing coffee with a new friend. It really depends on the situation, right? There's people who will really want to know um, what your job is, genuinely want to know, and there's people who will use it as small talk. You need to assess those situations. I have an elevator pitch that's a sentence, and I have an elevator pitch that's a paragraph, and I use it depending on what situation I'm in. Okay, now you've gone out, you've had your day where you've tried out different ones, you've stood in front of the mirror, you've practiced, you've turned those bullet points into a phrase, into a sentence, into a paragraph that feels good that you know that you can turn back to um, and you have a couple versions so you have a version that's shorter that's more succinct and then you have maybe a paragraph version that's a little longer because you never know right it's gonna be really different pitching to the cashier at your local market than it is the person sitting next to you at an eight-hour flight right they'll, they'll want different types of information at least I think I mean depending on the cashier depending on the person sitting next to you you, you will have to feel out the situation um, and yourself, how much do you want to go into it? Maybe you are on that flight, but you want to go to sleep and just sleep that flight. Uh, then maybe don't get, don't give a, a more elaborate, elaborate um, pitch. 
Maybe you do want to keep it succinct. Maybe you do want to hit those points and close it off so a conversation doesn't happen, right? So um, as important as your elevator pitch is, it's important to understand what version to give at what times. Uh, that's important. That's really important, actually. The one thing that you want to have both of your uh, pitches have in common is you want to make sure that you're hitting the same points in each one. If uh, you want certain information to come across, uh, for example, if you want to talk about um, it, what makes your business so different, you want to make sure that it's in your short version too and not just in your long version. You don't want to lose any of the essential elements in your short version. So now that you have your elevator pitch, it's coming natural, you're feeling good. It's just a no-brainer at this point. It comes so naturally, it feels so good. It's time to extend it. Now, this is totally a bonus step. This is totally up to you. But I recommend that you start practicing it for your fellow entrepreneurial women. So instead of saying, you know, this is my friend Mandy, you can build her up. Why not? Why not build each other up, right? So you can take those same elements. You can take what you understand from Mandy's job, uh, what she does, what kind of value does she provide, um, deliver it in a way that sparks joy for herself but for the person listening also right and practice it's such a good skill it's such a good skill to have to be able to not only introduce yourself and your job through the elevator pitch but also be able to extend that to other people right and the more that you do that the the better you'll become at it and the more easily it'll come to you the more easily it'll come to you the easier it'll come to you <laughs> thank you guys for bearing with me by the way okay so Last but not least, the step that uh, I feel like gets forgotten about a lot, which is it's okay to revise. It's okay to change, right? Your business will grow and change. It'll look different during different seasons of life. There's different points that you'll want to hit. It's okay to revise your elevator pitch. It's okay to change it up. It's okay as long as it makes you feel good, as long as it's there for you when you need it, right? Because a lot of the time you'll be asked the question and it'll kind of catch you off guard or you won't be ready for it. And it's nice to have something that's just really easy and accessible. So I want to end off by sharing my elevator pitch. I'm Coco. I own Color Resale, an online e-commerce store where I sell thrifted fashion and decor, and I cultivate a sisterhood of resellers on Instagram. It's a total dream job. I interact with inspiring entrepreneurial women and have the luxury of working from home with my toddler doing what I love. What do you do? I always end with what do you do because uh, I don't invite too many other questions. I find that if someone cares enough to give me their elevator pitch back to explain what they do and then still have questions, those are the people that I want to tell more about, right? Um, I don't really want to uh, talk more about myself unless someone's genuinely interested. I find that um, if a longer one's needed, if they want to know more, they'll ask questions and then I'll answer more specific uh, answers then. Um, ooh, that then came out very, very NPR. Um, maybe I should have one of these episodes be like an ASMR, like a whisper type. No. Okay. That's not for me. I tried it. Um, not for me. <laughs> I hope these steps gave you the tools that you need to move forward. I hope that 
your elevator pitch makes you feel glorious because that's really what it's intended to do. Yes, it's a business card. Yes, it's a way of explaining your job. Yes, it's a networking tool. But most importantly, in my opinion, it's a way to feel amazing about yourself, your accomplishments, your business, and what you do because, babe, you deserve to feel that way, right? You put in so much work to be a boss, babe, right? You're working, right? Might as well get the pat on the back. Might as well give yourself the pat on the back, right? Because if you talk highly about yourself, if you make yourself feel good, uh, other people will take um, take notice and you're really modeling how you want to be treated, right? People will talk about you that way also, right? Okay, so thank you so much for listening. As I mentioned before, there is a free downloadable PDF that you can find in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Color Resale. I love to talk to people. I love to connect. Um, I love to brainstorm different ideas. So if you're having a hard time with your elevator pitch or you just want to uh, practice it, please leave me a voice memo. You can DM me a little voice memo and I it would just put a huge smile on my face hearing your elevator pitch. That would be so lovely. I'm also hoping that you will do me the honor of leaving a five-star uh, review, a little comment. We're just starting off. This is just episode number two. Uh, so all of the feedback, all of the reviews really do help a lot. It lets me know that I'm um, heading in the right direction. It also um, will help recommend the podcast to other listeners out there that could benefit from it. Thank you so much for carving out some time to spend with me. I feel so deeply honored and I can't wait to connect with you next week for episode number three, how many hours a week should I work part-time to full-time? We'll be laying out some of your goals, both financial and life goals, figuring out your season of life that you're in, talking about some of the pros and cons. I'll be sharing about my personal experience of going from very, very, very part-time to pretty full-time plus. Uh, that's what I like to call it, a little bit more than full-time. And hopefully we will be pointing you in the right direction. No matter what, you'll be walking away with some fresh new ideas that will inspire you to look at your business a little differently, to look at time a little differently, and to set yourself up for success. See you then. I can't wait. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Mwah.